Hello and welcome to another episode of the Job Search Empowerment News Jason, providing the latest labor market news, employment trends, technology, and job searching tips. This is Carla Leininger. Now let's get you working. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome to the Job Search Empowerment News. This is Carla Leininger. Nice to finally meet you face to face. Great to meet you too as well. I'm super excited for this. Congratulations on all your achievements, by the way. And just for the audience, uh, Jonathan is the CEO of the One Salting business, and it was started to help the tradition, non-traditional, I should say, job seekers. And the mission is to turn underdogs into winners. Right. That's right. The underdog mentality. Exactly. So what are the characteristics of the underdogs that you target? Yeah, of course. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me to this. I really appreciate it. Secondly, underdogs, that's what I'm all about. And that's what our mission is of turning underdogs into winners. I think the underdog is two different variations. Number one, I talk about in regards to non-traditional backgrounds. So it's folks who come from first generation backgrounds, those who have been through challenges and obstacles throughout their careers and their lives to get to where they want to be. I think it's those people who are hardworking, but also it's all about the mindset. The mindset is extremely important, whether it's mentally or in the job search. If you keep on going, you'll never fail at the end of the day. And that's what I tell all the people that I work with, especially when they're trying to get into their careers. So that's one segment of it. The other segment is specifically non-target schools. So schools that don't necessarily have opportunities come to them, where these job seekers will have to go out there, network their way into these specific companies, get referrals, which lead to opportunities. But all in all, the underdog mentality is all about the Davids beating the Goliaths. It actually comes from that fable or that novel uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, David and Goliath. It's actually the inspiration of it. And I truly believe that anybody, whether you go to a small school, whether you come from a first generation background, international backgrounds, I truly believe that anyone can get into their career as long as they have the mindset and the tools necessarily necessary to get there. So that's what we try to teach at One Salting. And that's why we always embrace the underdog mentality. That is so interesting. So let me repeat it back to you to see if I understand it correctly. So in addition to the non-traditional schools, non-traditional backgrounds, you're also saying that the mind could make you an underdog. Exactly, exactly. And how this happens is a lot of people exhibit imposter syndrome in regards to sharing their stories or not thinking they're good enough because they get rejected by different roles when in fact you are good enough. The thing is, you just have to showcase it, whether it's through your experiences, your resume, networking, et cetera. That's how you get there. Focus on the 99% of supporting of your supporters rather than the 1% of people who don't. That's what I always like to say. That is so interesting, especially because I have been reporting on this topic of the multi-potentialite or the generalist or um, the scanner. There's a lot of terminology about them. And in my previous interview, we were just talking about the negativity that is aligned or that is involved with people who are multi-potentialites, and I include myself in that group. So I think, you know, if you are a multi-potentialite and you're feeling down because you feel like you, you're not like the rest of, of the world, um, it really does create a negative mindset. And, and I say that from experience from, from job searching. 
because I feel like, especially in the technology in Silicon Valley, everybody wants you to be a specialist. Mm-hmm. And I would say I, I, I'm not. And working with job um, advisors and try to focus down on what I'm really good at. I said, I can't do it. There were some times, Jonathan, that I was like, I can't do it. My mind doesn't work like that. So you can create a very negative scenario in your head. So it's really good that you consider the power of the mind as something that makes you the the underdog. So thank you for doing that. Why did you feel the need to serve this demographics? Yeah, it's because of my own background. Like I went to UC Riverside, which wasn't necessarily a target school. And I remember I was applying to all these different jobs, like hundreds of them, simply sending in those applications, hoping like I would get a response back from one of these companies when in fact, I usually never did. And if I did, it would literally just be like, thank you for applying to whatever. Unfortunately, we decided to move on with another candidate. That was usually the email that I would get. But then I realized that like, there are so many different ways of you to get into your career and tackle the job search where you are not getting rejections, but redirections to get into your dream industry. And that's all by utilizing LinkedIn. So for my jobs, when I was able to work at Snapchat, Google, and Cisco, I never even applied to any of them. I just used LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's capabilities to network, to build rapport, to get into your career has been really integral in my career and has helped millions of people in the consulting community basically impact them and land offers. So I think that it all stems from my own setbacks and challenges, but I love saying the quote, rejection is redirection, as long as you react to it in the right way and you never fail if you never stop trying. So that's why I keep on going every single day. I like the one that fail is your first attempt at learning. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. Attempt in learning. But yeah, so we're on the same page in in regards to our experiences leading us to to do what we do and to connecting during this interview and hopefully reaching a lot of people that have been in our footprints or probably will be. Mm -hmm. Uh, My next question is what makes uh, one something unique in the services that you provide? Yeah, I think that one something has been able to really solve something, which is basically giving the tools necessary for students and job seekers trying to land jobs. Like every single day, it's insane. We have someone accept an offer in their dream company. And the thing is they post about it on LinkedIn. I think we've created a community of folks and individuals that not only exemplify the underdog turn winner story, but are willing to share it and also help others get there. And we have different services, of course, with resume revisions, LinkedIn strategies, job opportunities, all those different things. But a lot of people have that. I think what Wonsulting has that's different is that community. We have millions of people who we've been able to impact. We have like, I think, 30 million views on content per month now. And we've been able to tackle it on all different platforms. So TikTok, we have 385K. My Instagram, I have 95K now. LinkedIn, 93K followers. Like we try to tackle every different outlet because we believe that the strategies that we teach are something that aren't taught in schools, right? Because the system will teach us, Carla, go apply to Facebook on their careers website. While consulting will teach you, how do you reach out to the hiring manager who's specifically recruiting for the role, build rapport, and you can get a recommendation from them. So I think it's very important to bridge that gap and teach students and job seekers how to get there. Because if we're able to do that, that's the underdog turn winner right there. What are you seeking as employment trends in 2021? 
a lot of people utilizing LinkedIn. It's been crazy. You have seen probably a huge influx of people building their digital brands online. And so what I've been seeing is two different things that are very interesting. Number one, people reaching out to hiring managers and kind of bypassing the simple ATS scan of your resume. Um, I think that has been an integral part or something that people have been you know, bypassing through our different strategies. So that's one part. Another thing as well is showing companies their skills and experiences already on LinkedIn. So for example, I've seen two folks who have done this. Number one, someone who did this with Spotify posted their Spotify resume on LinkedIn and tagged Spotify and it went viral. It was literally a Spotify based with a bunch of playlists. What, Spotify resume? Wait, Yeah. what? Yeah, right? So check this out. So you know how Spotify is a playlist. So someone made a resume based off that playlist. Yeah. And so they wanted to get into a specific field and they posted on LinkedIn and it went viral. But wait, right? music, they were attaching music as it relates to their experience or yeah. No. So they were actually, they had a resume and they put the resume in Spotify format. So you know how Spotify has their playlist. Oh, just the format. That is awesome. Right. And then there's another person who did it for Netflix. But the thing is, what's crazy about this, Carla, is when you post that online, and it goes viral, the company is then in the, it's the hands of the company of being like, I should offer this folk an interview. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of going into the power of the job seekers hands rather than the power of the employer's hands. I'm seeing a huge shift in that because a lot of people are taking action and actually getting the confidence to reach out to these folks instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm worried about what I would say and if they would respond. I think that mindset piece, like I tell you all the time, Carla, that mindset piece is extremely important with the job search. And that's what I've been seeing a lot on LinkedIn and other platforms. So do you think resumes will be a thing of the past? Honestly, resumes, let's call it traditional resumes. Yeah, I think that traditional resumes, you know, maybe in the next five years might be obsolete because I think what's happening is people are building a brand online where people, I call this reactive recruiting for one consulting, where folks will reach out to you instead of you having to reach out to folks. Uh, I think that's more integral and it takes less stress in your mental capacity. Um, So I think that a lot of the things you can see on your resume is already on LinkedIn, right? So I think that we're changing into a virtual world where we are going to see a lot of people being recruited through various platforms other than their resume. The question I always get, Carla, is how do I beat ATS? Why beat it when you can avoid it? That's why I say use LinkedIn, and I think that's the future. Yeah, although I would have to challenge you on LinkedIn because for someone like me, and let me say, uh, as a multi-potentialite, I do a lot of things, Jonathan, and this radio program is one of them. I actually do two radio programs on KZSU, this new segment, and I do a world music, a two-hour world music radio show. Through my work in music and radio, I have a career. And then I have my other professional career, which I call my, you know, eight to five type thing. So I, one of my struggles with LinkedIn was how do I put myself out on LinkedIn and and make all of these things visible? Like I can't, LinkedIn does, it actually allows you now, but uh, before it didn't even allow you to put two job experiences at the same time. 
but mm -hmm. it confuses the end user. The person that doesn't know Carla will be very confused if they see all of these activities, right? The the job hopper kind of situation. They, yeah. if they're looking at it for what, six seconds, 12 seconds, whatever you want to say it is, people are not going to appreciate me. And I think I have so much to offer because I have so much initiative. So what I ended up doing in, in LinkedIn was creating a separate profile. So I have my my radio, my journalism, and, and my community building in one profile, and my regular job, which was a lot of recruiting. I had uh, two years at Facebook on one profile. I couldn't make it work. And at one point, I just wanted to give up on LinkedIn and say, you know, yeah. delete it. LinkedIn, you don't represent me. <laughs> I, and Carla, I was going to say, yeah, LinkedIn isn't, isn't going to be like everything, right? But there's actually, so we actually created something on Wonsulting called the Wonsulting Wendy. So if anybody who's listening to this searches Wonsulting Wendy, you can see exactly what you could put in your profile. Another thing as well, they added, like you said, you can add multiple positions, but you can also say if it's part-time, if it's full-time, if it's contract, if it's freelance, et cetera, you can actually add that as a variant to your profile too as well. But then I think the most important part about LinkedIn is your about section, because your about section exemplifies who you are and shares your story, shares your background, right? Like I do a radio station, like, like you, I don't do a radio station, but I'm just saying for you, for example, I do a radio station. I'm passionate about job empowerment, job search, et cetera, right? So I think that it, it solves for a lot of different gaps, but the resume, of course, will also solve and be supplementary as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, my next question is, how can job seekers maximize their personal branding to ensure that they're hired? And I know when we talk about job seekers, I think you focus a lot on graduates, college students. So like the mm -hmm. early career folks where because of my experience level, I kind of focus more on the people who have some some more experience and are perhaps transitioning to a new career. I also want to bring up the language thing, Jonathan, because yeah. like in retrospect, what has made me be this multi-potentialite is the fact that I speak three languages, Portuguese, Spanish, and English. So I have been pulled into a lot of different projects and different assignments. And because I am how I am, I get excited. I get excited about learning. I'm interested in, in new things. And I've been hired for jobs where I didn't know the special tool, the technology aspect of the job but I brought the languages. So they said, yeah, we need someone like you because you know the languages, we can teach you the technology. It was a web management um, Oracle program that I had to learn. I feel that wow. now that's more difficult to happen. I feel like companies don't wanna train. They don't wanna uh, bring someone in. You know, you always hear that I want someone that can hit the ground running. Yeah. And so that's the challenge. But that's how I've gotten to where I've gotten. And I've done different things because being trilingual in a city like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, gave me a lot of opportunities. So so we're talking about the different demographics, the college students and the, the more mature. So you can talk about the college ones if you have more experience with those. But if you can talk, um, if you have experience with the mature job seekers, that would be great. So the question is maximizing the personal branding to better serve the individual when it comes time for job searching. Yeah, I think I think the ones that I'll share are actually universal to both, but I'll make it tailored towards each one. So for young job seekers and professionals, so I'm, I'm gonna say students to like maybe one to five years experience, 
what I would be doing is like, I would be saying, of course, obviously making content, which is important, specifically tailored towards a niche. So for example, like, let's say you're passionate about machine learning. I would be making content based off machine learning and then networking with people in machine learning to gain insights, which you'll post, which will allow you to create that branding around yourself. Where if I think of, let's say Carla, I think of, oh my gosh, she's great at machine learning. Just as an example, another thing as well for them is they should engage with influencers or individuals who have high follower counts posts. And now why I say this is because people think that you should create your brand off your own brand. I mean, it makes sense, but why not create your brand off another person's brand who's already in your niche? So what I used to do all the time, I don't do this really much anymore, was when I was trying to grow my brand for job search, I would go to the people who had the highest follower ratio and follower, follower rate and go comment my two cents and basically say something in regards to it being insightful. And what would happen is people would be like, who's this guy, Jonathan? And they would add me and follow me too as well because of my insights. So that's one part that young job seekers can do, which will allow them to grow their personal brands off other people's personal brands. Mm -hmm. For older demographics or more mature uh, demographics, I think what's very important is sharing your story. I think sharing your story is extremely important for not only folks who are younger than you to look up to you, but then also for other people who are hiring managers and recruiters to find you. So for example, one thing that I see all the time is if you're looking for a job and you're in more so the mature you know, age, I would post about in regards to what you're looking for in a role. Let's just say you're looking for a product manager role and say, I'm interested in product management. Uh, this is what I bring to the table, X, Y, Z. At the end, it's most important, tag someone who has made an impact on you or who's worked at the company that you're trying to work at or that has a high follower rate, because if they like and comment on it, their whole network's gonna see it. And that will allow recruiters to come to you instead of you having to search for recruiters. Um, so those are two different functionalities that people can utilize to grow their personal brand where opportunities come to them instead of them having to always seek the opportunities. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What do you think about certifications versus the traditional university degrees? Yeah, I mean, I think certifications are wonderful. Uh, I've, I've actually partnered with Coursera in the past, uh, so they're, they're amazing to say the least. What I would say is, yeah, I mean, if you, for example, let's say that the position requires SQL and Tableau experience, you don't have any SQL or Tableau, I would definitely take a certificate, certificate on it on Coursera, or I would just go on LinkedIn Learning and take a class and add it to your resume. I think it gives, there's no negative aspect of it. If you add it to your resume or take the course, um, I, I think it makes you a more viable candidate. As long as you can utilize it in your recruiting experiences, then that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I've seen a lot of certifications. I don't know if you heard, but Google just launched a few of them and they're on course. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, what are the areas of improvement that you have identified the most? for these uh, job seekers that you call the underdogs? What are they doing wrong? Yeah, what they're doing wrong is uh, like, it, it sounds contradictory, but applying to jobs. And why I say this is because if you are going for a job that you are not as qualified for as another person and you simply apply to it, who else is applying to it? Everybody else. Let's say a job at Facebook for product analysts. How many people apply? A thousand plus people. How many people get rec referred? Probably like 50. But there's two other tiers that people don't know about. It's the hiring manager recommendation 
and the hiring team recommendation. This is, what we, this is one of the strategies we talk about for once holding that got featured on Forbes. Um, and we say that if you're able to get someone on the team to recommend you, probably like five people, I don't know, but then the actual hiring manager, let's say one person, how many roles are there? Maybe one or two that they're hiring for. If you were a recruiter, what would you look at first? Of course, the hiring manager recommendation. So why I say this is when you are trying to go for roles, you can apply, but the thing is network first. Network, see if you can get recommended or referred by a current employee. And if you're not able to, just apply. Last but not least, the mindset. I think people compare themselves too much to other individuals and folks. They'll see that another person got the job that they wanted and they'll be like, wow, I'm not good enough because of X, Y, Z. The thing is, sometimes opportunity knocks at your door and sometimes it doesn't. So don't be down on yourself if you're not able to achieve your dream in your first job. It might happen in your second or third. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, for me, when I was job searching, I've, I've actually been working now. I think it's my seventh week, so I'm very happy. But I'll tell you, I was extremely frustrated, not just because of the pandemic. Uh, my mom was, was, her health was declining. So it was a very tough year. And I got a lot of rejections, a lot of rejections. And I'm new to my area, to the Bay Area, so I don't have, I haven't built a professional reputation here in this area. So I, I felt very frustrated because I couldn't tap into a network like I could in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where I moved from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people. And actually most of my jobs, like you say, came from people saying, hey, Carla, uh, this person is hiring. I think you'd be a great fit. So what I ended up doing is just putting my heart out there into a group on, on Facebook, the Albert's list. Um, you're probably not familiar. Are you? Yes. Familiar? Oh, you are. Yes. Okay. I, I know Albert. <laughs> I yeah. He, he talked in our, I was part of the Nova job center and the pro match, which is kind of like a networking subgroup of Nova. And I just went in there, Jonathan. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm running out of options. I don't know a lot of people. Everybody says I need a, a connection. Somebody needs to recommend me. And I don't know people here in this area. I need help. And it was, I didn't like it. I didn't like being so vulnerable and pouring my heart out there. But a lot of people reached out to me and some people made the time to have like a one hour conversation. So it was very, it was very, um, like an eye-opening moment because sometimes you just have to be vulnerable as well and ask for help. You do. And I was going to say, if you never ask, you never know. And if you never ask, the answer is always no. So just ask for help. Worst thing that can happen is they don't respond. I even think it knows better because if there's no response, you just don't know. Yeah. But the best thing that can happen is they give you a yes. Yeah, exactly. So there are these uh, resources that are not your typical job boards or your typical you know, LinkedIn contact because everybody tries to stay at a professional level on LinkedIn and nobody is, is very honest about, yeah. you know, their state of being. And like you said, sometimes mindset makes you the underdog and sometimes you need a little bit of help from someone that you don't know. And I've actually had a lot of experiences where the people that I did not know um, came up to help me during a job search. That's wonderful. You never know who's going to help you in, in life. That's that's for sure. That's why you always grow your network and expand it. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience based on being an underdog and now you have your own organization and you're helping people like us? 
course. Yeah. So everybody who's on their job search, make sure that, you know, take breaks. I think it's very important because people will just be grinding in regards to searching for a job 24 seven. I personally think that you should just be spending an hour a day on job search and through the strategies that we teach at consulting, we don't want you to stress too much about it. Right. So um, when you're on your job search, another thing as well, make sure you are with a group of folks who are inspiring and motivating you every single day to keep on going. I think what happens is people get mentally exhausted or tired because what happens is their friends are also saying the same things in regards to the job search. Be with people and be with the five friends or so people that you associate with who reflect who you are. Those people are going to get you where you want to be. So that's the most important part. And yeah, I mean, for Wansulting, we have so many free resources. If you go to our website on wansulting.com, uh, there's a resources tab where you can find a bunch of resources as well as our blog, which I'm starting to write uh, consistently. So definitely check it out. And then we also have uh, Wansulting TikTok. We have 385K there now. On LinkedIn, we have like 93K. Uh, I have 93K and, and then Instagram, I have like 95K now. So you get a lot of different resources there. And then also we have our services, which are on our website too, as well. So if anybody's interested, um, do let us, do let me know. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so very much for your time. I know you, you have a lot of things to do and a lot of people to serve, and we definitely appreciate you being on our space here at KZSU.